Hi, and thank you for listening in to the New Song Podcast from this week's service. You are welcome and encouraged to join us at 10 a.m. on Sundays in person. And for more information on how to get involved with New Song, go to newsonglouisville.org and follow us on social media. And now for today's message. There's so many enjoyable aspects to the Christmas season. Would you agree on that? There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of challenge. But there's a lot of fun stuff with this season. How many of you love the lights? How many of you love the festivities? Some of my favorite things is I love the food. How many of you are with me? All the treats, all the goodies. I had Janine's famous Christmas Eve uh, biscuits and gravy this morning. I almost drank a whole bottle of water after having just one half a biscuit. I'm like, wow, that's got some kick. Uh, how many of you love uh, sitting down watching a good Christmas movie? Anybody enjoy that? Uh, what's your favorite out of out of uh, Elf, A Christmas Story, uh, Miracle on 34th Street, A Wonderful Life? Anybody want to shout out a favorite? Oh, there's several different ones. I, I like it. It's, it's, it's awesome. Enjoying a movie. How about cozying up by a warm fire? Anybody do that? Sit down with a, a, a nice hot drink. And sometimes I like one of my favorite things. In the midst of all those goodies, right? In the midst of all the cool stuff, the fun stuff in this season is just after you've eaten a good meal and you've gotten in front of that fire is to wrap up in a cozy blanket and take a nap. Yes, I'm of that age where I really appreciate naps. Anybody there with me? Come on. What a, what, a, what a blessing from God. And this morning, I brought with me a few of my favorite blankets. I, I've been getting comments ever since I started walking in with these this morning. People are like, Pastor Jeff, you going to wrap up and take a nap? What are you going to do? Well, that's exactly my point this morning. I want to talk to you just a little bit today about wrapped in swaddling clothes Wrapped in a blanket, maybe it's something you've never seen or thought before from the Christmas story, but I think it's a word from the Lord for us this morning. I've got got a few of my favorites, so this one is, uh, wow, this one's pretty cool. This one's got red trucks and green Christmas trees. This is a very Kentucky blanket, right? You know, the old pickup truck, and uh, my wife loves this one. I think she got that this one this year. Somebody gave it to her kindly, and, and now it's a part of the display on our little Christmas ladder at home, and I love the good Kentucky Christmas blanket there. Uh, let's see. This one is, uh, this one is one of my very favorites. I, I call this one Big Purple. Uh, this one's a big one, right? So if I unfold it, this one's, this one's big, you know? Man, I can really wrap up in this one and have a toasty, nice Sunday afternoon nap in this one, right? I can wrap up good on my favorite little spot on the couch and really enjoy some good snooze time with Big Purple. Uh, he's, he's one of my favorites. 
spirits. And how about this one? This one's pretty cool. Check this one out. Uh, I like this one a lot. This was a gift given to me a couple of years ago by our district. This is the four square blanket. Isn't that cool? Jesus, the Savior, the healer, the baptizer with the Holy Spirit, and the soon coming King. I can wrap right up in the, in the gospel right there and just have a, a gospel nap. Amen? And a godly nap. And naps are godly. Amen? <laughs> so I thought I'd bring a few of my favorite blankets. And I want to share with you a little bit this morning about this Christmas story and a facet of it. Because here's what I believe. Blankets, you know what blankets do? They cover you and they comfort you. They cover you and they comfort you. And this morning... Those that are joining online, this is a word for you too. Please listen and hear. God wants to wrap you in a blanket of his comforting presence in the midst of the challenges of this current world that we live in. God wants you to feel warm and secure and wrapped in his love and in his presence. If you study anything about blankets, one of the things you'll quickly find is that one of the reasons blankets are so comforting is because when you get wrapped up in a blanket, there's just this feeling of security that comes over you. And the physical pressure of just being wrapped in that blanket, it creates and produces serotonin in your system. And that's the... The, the, you know, that's the, the feel good, the well-being, the happiness um, uh, that, that is created by your own system. You, you just feel a sense of well-being and happiness when that serotonin is being produced. It's why weighted blankets are so popular today. Anybody have a weighted blanket? A couple of you. My daughter has a weighted blanket. I thought about bringing it today, but I don't think she would have let me. But, you know, one time I spent one night in Bogota, Colombia. I was on my way to Leticia, Colombia, in the upper Amazon region of Colombia. And I had to fly through Bogota, and I'd never been to Bogota before. In fact, at that point, I'd never been to South America before. And as I was flying into Bogota, one of the things I quickly realized from the airplane, I could see that, in, and if you've ever flown there or know anything about Bogota, it's on a massive plateau. This plateau goes up, and the city is on top of this massive plateau, and it's at quite a high elevation. In fact, it's much higher than Denver, Colorado, if you've ever been to Denver and had a hard time catching your breath. Bogota, Colombia is at 8,661 feet high. And I got there, one of the things I wasn't prepared for was how cold it was. I couldn't believe it. I'm going, I'm in South America and I'm cold. And yes, I was. And I stayed with a precious little Christian, Colombian Christian family that night. And I remember tucking into bed in a room by myself. And the little bed I got in had the heaviest blanket I've ever slept under in my life. It was so heavy. When I finally got under the thing, I could hardly move. Anybody been under a, a heavy blanket like that? I mean, you can barely move. And I'm, but it got cold that night, and I was thankful for that big, thick, wool blanket. Did you know one of the names of God is Comforter? 
comforter? Luke chapter 2, verse 4 through 7. Look at it with me this morning. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. Luke chapter 2, by the way, is worth taking time out today to read in full to your family. Amen. And remember together the Christmas story. A few verses later, check out what it says. Luke 2, 12. This will be a sign to you. Now, when something's repeated in Scripture, it should stand out to us. There's a reason God repeats something. And when God says, this is a sign to you, that is another reason to pay close attention, okay? Notice the sign, if you will, flashing brightly. This will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. What an interesting thing to highlight. What an interesting thing to repeat that this will be a sign to you and I. Some versions say he's wrapped in a cloth. Some say in swaddling clothes. Some more modern versions will say a blanket. But historically, they were strips of linen that, that would be tied around the baby to nestle the baby tight, to make a safe place for the baby. I remember when our babies were little, one of the things that would happen sometimes, if you didn't snuggle them up real tight and nestle them in, they'd scratch their face with their little fingernails and they, you know, they might roll over, which wouldn't be good. So you, you wrap them up tight and make a safe place so they won't harm themselves. You give them, through the nestling, a secure feeling, like very similar, if you will, to being in the mother's womb. We swaddle babies today. I used to love to swaddle my kids tight in their blankets. It was one of the things I remember distinctly learning in the hospital. I asked the nurse to show me, and I practiced it several times because I wanted to get it right, and I wanted to do it well because I wanted my babies to feel secure and loved. It says in Scripture that Mary wrapped Jesus in the swaddling cloths and why? So that she could keep him from harming himself. So she could give him a sense of protection and security, just like he felt when he was in her womb, to let him know he was safe and make sure he knew who he belonged to and that he was loved. And we're supposed to notice that, Scripture says. It's a sign to us. You'll find a baby in a manger Wrapped in swaddling clothes, wrapped in a blanket. Now, let me talk to you for just a minute today about theology, okay? Just give me a moment to delve into theology for just a bit. 
It's what we might call the theology of, of identification this morning. And it's simply this, that Jesus came to earth over 2,000 years ago, came as a, was, was born as a baby, and, and why? Why did he do it? Why, did he, why didn't he come as an adult? Why did he come in such a humble place? Why, did he, why was he born in a manger? Why not in a palace? Why didn't he drink from golden utensils? Why didn't he have, you know, servants galore? He came to identify with you and I. There was no better way to identify with us than to become just like us and to come just like we do. None of us here today were born an adult. We were all born a tiny, little, helpless, vulnerable infant. All of us had to go through those years of dependence and growth and challenge and change, growing into adulthood, and so did Jesus. Jesus went through everything in life that we go through. He went through pain. He went through hunger. He went through thirst. He went through being cold. He was tired at times. He, he went through the challenge of relationships. He experienced betrayal. He went through temptation. Never succumbed to it, but he went through it. He experienced happiness and so on and so on. And why did he do it? So he could understand how you and I feel on a daily basis living on this earth. And he did it without sin. By the way, by the way, that's what qualifies him to be your best friend. Amen? First human experience that Jesus would ever have is to be wrapped in a blanket or you could call it a comforter. Think about it with me for a moment. The first human experience Jesus ever had was to be wrapped in swaddling clothes. Could it be that he had to experience that so that he could eventually give that? I want you to think about that with me this morning. Jesus was comforted by his mother Mary the very night he was born. And it gets even better as you look at the whole story, right? Because the last night of his life, the last night of his life, before he gladly gives his life for you and I on the cross, Jesus sits down and talks with his disciples about leaving the earth and sending the comforter. Night he's born, he's comforted by being wrapped in those swaddling clothes. The night before he dies, he talks with the disciples about the comforter. John 14, 16, and I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you for. Ever. He's saying to them, I've been comforting you while I've been here on this earth with you. And now I'm going to give you another comforter, the Holy Spirit, that will be able to comfort every single follower of Jesus every day of their lives. And he'll be with you always. By the way, Jesus' favorite term for the Holy Spirit was comforter. Do you ever think about that? Why comforter? 
Let me just put it simply. Because we're going to need comfort. In a world filled with trials and tests and challenges and difficulties and disappointments. And Jesus said that would come. You and I are going to need comfort. There's no need for a comforter if there's not uncomfortable moments in this life. There are uncomfortable moments in this life. Let's just... Let's just be flat out straight, right? There's uncomfortable moments in this life. There's challenges. There's difficulties. But you and I have not been left as orphans. You and I have a comforter who walks with us and talks with us and loves us and comforts us and encourages us and gives us wisdom. It's interesting to me. Jesus begins his earthly life being comforted. And he ends his life promising the comforter for his followers. Could it be, could it be that the blanket that comforted Jesus then points, if you will, to the one who wants to comfort you right now? This is a sign to you. He'd be wrapped in swaddling clothes, okay? What's that about, Lord? Could it be that the blanket that comforted him points to the one who wants to comfort you right now. With all the issues, all the challenges, all the difficulties of this life, if we're honest, we all need comfort. And there's no better comfort, no stronger comfort, no more reassuring comfort than God's comforting presence through the Holy Spirit. By the way, I grew up in a home. My mom, she loved to decorate, and um, she decorated all the time, but she loved to decorate for Christmas, too, big time. And um, our beds, I don't know if any of you do this, but our beds always had these beautiful comforters on them. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Decorative comforters. And, uh, you know, as a kid, you think, ooh, man, I can't wait to get in that big, fluffy, big old comforter. That looks amazing. But that's not what it was there for. Before you ever got in the bed, that thing was taken away and stowed away in the closet so nothing would touch it because it was there just for show. You know what I'm saying? Anybody live in a house or experience that even now, right? Decorate that room up, put that beautiful comforter, and then pull it away. And, you know, you've got sheets and covers underneath it. Nothing quite as beautiful as that, that decorative comforter. Can I just say to you this morning that the comforter that's been given to you and I through the Holy Spirit is not just for show. No, 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 no. He is real. He is a person you can know him and you can experience him moment by moment, day by day. You can receive his comfort, his love, his peace, his joy. He so much wants to be with you, walk with you, talk with you more than you even understand. 
2 Corinthians chapter 13, look at this. Paul, concluding the two letters to the Corinthians, says these words. He says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we get that, right? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. We love to talk about grace. The love of God, we, we love the love of the Father, right? But look at these words. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. That one, a lot of us stumble over. The fellowship of the Holy... When I think about fellowship, I'm thinking about getting together and eating good food and telling jokes and having a good time and, 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 and hanging out and playing games and festivities. Do you ever think of the Holy Spirit in terms like that? That he wants to fellowship with you? Some, some versions, by the way, say in the communion this common union of the Holy Spirit, that he, he wants to be so close to you. He wants to talk with you. He wants to be a regular part of every part of your life, every part of your life. And I can prove that to you. Look at Galatians chapter 5, verse 25. It says, since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. How much? Do you know the Holy Spirit is there for you in every single part of your life? I've been reading a book. It's been so powerful for me. It's called Present Perfect by Greg Boyd. And, and, and I want to share one quick quote with you because I want to leave this seed. I want to plant this seed on this Christmas Eve day for each and every one of you as we move into this new year. I want us to move in pressing into the Lord. I want us to, to move in with a hunger and a thirst for the Lord and to know him better and to fellowship with his spirit and to be led by his spirit in every part of our lives. That's, that's my heart's desire for 2024. How about you? Here's what Greg Boyd says. God's presence in the present moment is the single most important task of the Christian life. And no spiritual discipline is more foundational and transformational than this one, which is being able to have a sense of the awareness and attending to the presence of God with us in the spiritual life. He wants to be there for you in every single part of your life. He's there for direction. He's there for friendship. He's there for confirmation. He's there for comfort. He's there for wisdom. He's there for help. 1993 was a pivotal year in Tracy and I's lives. We went on for, it wasn't the first time, but we went on a 21-day fast and seeking the Lord. We felt the Lord stirring in our heart, and the Lord spoke to us so clearly in that year, called us to plant this church. The Holy Spirit made it clear to Tracy and I. The Holy Spirit wants to make things clear to you about your purpose, about your direction, about his plans, about his desires in your life. Isaiah 30, 21, I love this scripture. I've loved it since I was a young man. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. How many of you like to be hearing the Holy Spirit like that? Yes, sir. This is the way. Walk in it. 
Acts 1.8, the last words, the last words Jesus utters on the face of this earth before he ascends to heaven. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. When the Holy Spirit comes and clothes you, comes and walks beside you, the paracletos, the one called alongside, who wants to literally walk like a companion with you through everything in life. He'll give you power. We're living in an age where we need the Holy Spirit's power more than ever. And I don't know about you, but I want us to be a church that truly experiences the Holy Spirit's comfort and the Holy Spirit's empowering presence in all that we do. We've built this church on the belief that the Holy Spirit of God is as relevant today as he was to the early church. Amen? You and I need him just as much as Peter needed him, just as much as Paul needed him. You and I need the Holy Spirit moving and working in and through our lives. We desperately need to deepen and strengthen our relationship with the Comforter. I heard the story of a child, and maybe you would know some situations similar to this. This little, this little child, little, little bitty one, was so attached to his blankie. Anybody have, have a scenario like that? So attached to the blankie. You couldn't take the blankie away from the little child because the blankie was just their sign of, of security. And, and the parents tried everything and they couldn't find anything to get the blankie away from the little child. So one day, one of the parents came up with an idea. I don't know how good an idea this really was. But they decided, you know what? We can't take it away. So we'll just start cutting little pieces of it off. Today we cut the corner off. Next day we cut another big chunk off. Next day we cut another chunk off until the little, little child only had a small, tiny little chunk of the blanket left. And at that point the child just said, oh, forget it. You know, I don't need this. Some of us have become like that in the church today. The Holy Spirit's gotten relegated to a place in our lives where we've lost sight of his power and his presence and his comfort and our need for him. Let me show you a scripture I bet you haven't seen in a while if you've ever seen it. Ezekiel 16, 4. God speaking to his church. As for your nativity, on the day you were born, your navel cord was not cut, nor were you washed in water to cleanse you. You were not rubbed with salt nor wrapped in swaddling clothes. Your navel cord wasn't cut. You didn't sever the ties that you should have severed with this world. You, you were not washed in the water to cleanse you. You, you. you didn't allow the Lord to wash away your sins and to become your true Savior. You, you were not rubbed with salt. You weren't, you weren't cleansed from your impurities. Nor were you wrapped in those swaddling clothes that would have made you feel secure and comforted. 
That doesn't have to be you and I. You can know the comforter today. You can leave today on this Christmas Eve and say, I'm, I'm entering into a new level, a new dimension, a new revelation, if you will, of relationship with the Holy Spirit. He's my best friend. He wants to be there with me every moment in every part of my life. He wants to speak to me. He wants to be with me. He wants to comfort me. He can guide you and help you in every area of your life. Would you bow your heads for just a moment? Lord, I pray right now for the comforting presence of the Holy Spirit to be with us all. Lord, you said this will be a sign. This will be a sign. A baby laying in a manger wrapped in swaddling clothes. Jesus, that first act, was he being comforted. His last night, he talked about the comforter. It's so important. Lord, that we walk with, understand, and embrace the comforter in our lives today. We need you every hour of every single day, Lord. 